hush up about it. Yeah. I want to know what's on your mind. Yeah. I'll trip about it every Tuesday at 8 p.m. We're going to tune in and trip about it. <laughs> and chirp about it it is. Good afternoon, good evening, New York City. Greetings to the world. Yep, you're tuned in to Chirp About It Live. I am your host, Pat Saville, along with Mr. Ian Bamberger. Hey. Oh, yeah, that great intro you heard was just by Mr. Ian Bamberger, the talented one. Yeah, baby. Uh, and Ian is right. We do have a spectacular show for you tonight. Let me tell you, we have a special guest in the house, an actor, filmmaker. Uh, he does it all. He's, he's, uh, he's standing... Uh, uh, he's standing eight. I got to tell you, we're going to hear a lot from this man. His name is Kazi uh, Tohanis. Did I pronounce that correctly? Toganus. 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 There we Toganus. go. I keep I, I, I keep practicing. I'm sorry about to- <laughs> Mr. Toganus. So we have uh, Kazi in the house. Uh, we're going to hear a lot from uh, Mr. Toganus in just a little bit, so sit tight for that. Also, folks, if you'd like to call in with your New York Moments thoughts or opinion, or maybe you, you may have a question or two for Mr. Toganus, uh, please call 646-690-2976. 646 2976. Please call in to chirp about it or ask Mr. Toganus a question. Kazi, that is. Of course. And we also have Jade who keeps things together, our engineer. Jade, thank you very much. We love you. Uh, again, I'd like to pay my respects before I really uh, uh, go on with the show. Uh, on a sad note, of course, uh, we, for those of you who do not know this, but Mr. Uh, uh, John Lombardi passed yeah. away. He's one of our uh, broadcasters here on City World Radio. In fact, he was. Uh, his shows were two hours before mine, uh, which is Tuesdays 8 p.m. Uh, so I'm really saddened by Mr. Uh, the loss of Mr. Lombardi. So, John, again, uh, rest in peace. My respects to you, uh, my friend. And uh, last week I dedicated the entire hour to Mr. John Lombardi. Such nice. a sweet soul, sweet man. All right, so life is precious, folks. I keep saying it, you know, take a breather sometimes, reflect on, on everything. You know, your loved ones and, you know, your careers and everything else. Take a breather. Take a step back in order to move forward. That's my uh, short uh, for tonight. I like that. All right. Yep. With that, let's just go right into our local topics, Ian, and then uh, we'll get uh, to our round of chirps, which we're going to hear Kazi chirping about things today, oh, yeah. uh, about New York City. And then uh, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and speak with Mr. Uh, interesting guest, Kazi uh, you got to pronounce. You got to help me. Toganus. I got. I got to practice Very on cool. this. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you know, officially, uh, New York City uh, Mayor De Blasio has uh, announced his um, his run for uh, president, twenty twenty. So that should be really interesting. A lot of people are not a uh, big fan in this city are not big fans of uh, of our mayor, Mayor De Blasio. They don't believe he's doing a wonderful job or great job. Uh, that is, uh, but. Nevertheless, he is uh, our mayor for the se- the second time. Yeah. Um. So there's no re-election for him. No re-electing him for New York City mayor. But so I guess he's uh, shooting for the White House. Kazi, what do you think? Do you have any uh, opinion on uh, Mr. De Blasio here? Bless his heart. Bless, Bless his heart. heart. <laughs> yeah. He should come on yeah. the show and. Well, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to reach out to his people. You know, I'd also yeah. like to get his wife, Charlene McRae, because again, we have. Uh, my main thing, Kazi, is uh, mental health. You know, it's a big mental health issue uh, in this um, in this city and this yes, world. Sir. So I know you have a cause as well, which we're going to talk about, which is lupus. Awesome. Uh, my my greatest cause right now is uh, mental health. So uh, we're going to chit chat and go back and forth on that. So I'd like to get uh, Char- Charlene McRae on the show to uh, discuss, you know, this mental health 
uh, issue that this crisis that we're uh, we're dealing with, you know, especially with Thrive New York, which is a program that she runs. And there's uh, we need some uh, some questions uh, answered. All right. With that, uh, L train, Ian. Oh, yeah. You know, we have this partial uh, shutdown this weekend, uh, partially shut down. Um, but it doesn't seem to be doing so bad so far. I have no know? complaints. I've used it a few yeah, times. Yeah, from, uh, from what I've been reading. So far, yeah. so good. Uh, so that's, that's, that's yeah. knock on wood for that. I'm really happy about that because we all twice. thought, especially at the beginning, I see uh, Kazi smiling or smirking here, so he's got something to chirp about okay. about the L train. But so far, so good. So, Kazi, let's, uh, let's hear you chirp about the L train situation. Nah, it just took me <laughs> two hours to get home to the Upper West Side from Bushwick. Last oh, week. oh, damn, geez. two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay. where you live? Uh, in Upper West, yeah. Okay, yeah. but, but no. I went. I went to. I went to an art show in Bushwick. Ah, so it was. Um, I mean, I always anticipate it being a while. Yeah, but two not. hours. Man. <laughs> two hours. Whoa, I was walking out the station, and, and, and a worker was like, "No, it's it's gonna leave for real. It's gonna leave." And I was like, "Really?" And I kind of started this max exodus off the train. Yeah. And all these people started leaving, <laughs> and then he he was like, "No, no, no, it's gonna it's gonna go." And I was like, "Like in five minutes, or am I gonna really? have to yeah. Uber?" Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. So I stepped back on, and sure enough. The, d- the doors did close, but not after a bunch of people followed me off. That's Ooh. crazy. Ooh. That's crazy. But Ooh. so far, so good. In fact, they're actually um, uh, a third, uh, actually a third of the tunnel demolition has been completed uh, already. Uh, and this is containing hazardous, uh, hazardous uh, dust. Yeah. So, That's you know, it time. seems like to, so far, so good. We'll see. I mean, they still have a few more months to go. Think about 13 more months, if I'm not mistaken. But at this pace, they'd be done before yeah. then. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, so far, so good. Sad note again, you know, uh, nine nine taxi drivers uh, within the last 18 months has committed suicide in New York City. Nine. That's terrible. Okay? Nine. And obviously, I'm sure we all can probably figure out why this yeah. uh, is happening. Um these guys are going uh, uh, bankrupt. You know, a lot of these medallion owners are, are, you know, they're losing money, you know, because of the competition. Who are the competition? We all know. Uh, Uber is one, and uh, Lyft, Lyft is man. another, and there's yeah. a couple of others. Like Juno or something? So officials, you know, elected officials, they are blaming the, the competition. But my question is, do you, should you really blame Ubers and and Lyfts? No, this is a capitalist this? society. Right. I mean, yeah, you gotta. That's like saying, don't start your company. I mean, don't yeah. start your new app. You know what I mean, Kazi? Uh, what do you? What do you? What's your take on that? Uh, you know, I have a few friends that are business owners in this city, yeah. and uh, you know, truth be told, taxi drivers, a lot of them, they're business owners, and Correct. this this city does not make it easy to do business. No. Mm. Um, well put. The the. Uh, I, I I feel like how how are business owners in this city incentivized to really push hard when every other time they turn around something new is getting put on their shoulders? Yeah. So I feel like taxi drivers fall into that, and um, you know this this city has some ways that are just I feel like policy and whatnot is just kind of antiquated, and it's not changing with the times and yeah. enabling people to become entrepreneurial minded yeah. and 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 fend for themselves. So. Um, I don't really know what the answer is. I'm just an actor, but yeah. I just <laughs> uh, just an actor. I I've just noticed some things since I've been here, and okay. um, that I just kind of shake my head at. Yeah, oh, sure, sure, Jay. Yes, of course. Um, I have a question because I was in a cab that was a regular yellow cab, and it, he also was an Uber driver. Yeah, you could do that. Yes, w- couldn't you just do both? Like, you, it's kind of like you can't beat him, join him. 
Like mm-hmm. the Agreed. yellow cab should have been had an app before Uber. Correct. Like, that's a gap. So well put. Very good point. It's a extremely good point. Blockbuster, um, right? They should have gone streaming before Netflix. That's true yeah. too. They sure. had the chance. Same thing. They had the chance. Well, that's my point. I mean, you know, should should these guys really these companies really be the blame? Now I understand you, you know you know it takes away from food from the table, but as Jade is saying, well, why don't if you can't totally beat right. the, the 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 party, I guess join them. join them yeah. in somewhat way. But I think there's a you know to that point there's a lot more involved because these again business owners who have tens of thousands of dollars invested into these vehicles mm. uh so it's probably not that easy i mean they probably taken out loans and they have to pay back so it's you know it's probably a combination of a few things yeah you know although too. you can probably do both and kind of pay off the loans but what you know what do i know i'm just i'm just chirping about it <laughs> hey frank in the house hey. i'll just chirp about one other ridiculous story that i uh read on my uh on my way here as a cop all right this is a, a young lady cop her name is um She's a bad cop, so I'm going to call her out. Ooh, her name is okay. Valerie, <laughs> Valerie uh, Sonelli. All right? Valerie Sonelli was busted and charged by FBI uh, because she enlisted her boyfriend to find a hitman to whack her ex-husband. Uh, what the fuck? Not only her, ex, her ex-husband, and she also wanted her boyfriend's daughter to be whacked as well. Did you hear about that one? Yeah, uh, I heard about it. <laughs> Say now, your name again. Say, what, what is her, All right, what is her name? Her name is Valerie Sinelli. All right, she's an officer. Well, now, now I think she, she, I think they fired her, if I'm not mistaken. Fired. She's got to go to jail. I'm man. not sure. Oh, she's got to go to jail. My, you know, my thing is, no, hold, no, hold on. So, I mean, you know, she's going through a, ba- a bitter divorce. You know, she has two kids with her ex-husband or her ex. So things are, you know, not, you know, not in good shape right now. I get, I get that. Valerie it's probably Sinelli. hard times. Okay. But then you ask your husband, your, your boyfriend, to whack his, have his own daughter whacked. Now, how whack are you? I mean, to to, to even go. And you're go a cop. There. And you're and she's a cop. But this uh, this guy, her boyfriend's name is John uh, uh, Deruba. Uh, he actually was an informant, so you know he had wires and so on. So they taped her and so oh. on and, and so on. So they they finally got her. Ass, so, so the boyfriend turned he, on her. Yeah, he turned on her. Hey, yeah. sweet I, justice. I mean, but how could you ask your your own boyfriend to whack his own daughter? I don't understand. To get her out of the way, I talk about some crazy people in this freaking world. How old was mental daughter? health? I, I, mental health. Mental, mental you health. think that you think that's mental health with this? Oh, shit? She's crazy. I mean, listen to that. <laughs> listen to the plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I it's mean, crazy. Let's be real. Yeah, that that, that that she really thought that one out. She thought that out. <laughs> I think this more emo- you know that's an emotional thing. Mental health sometimes is when you're going cuckoo. I get, I think with her, she's thinking with anger, her heart. Sure, she's vindictive. I think that's is that really mental yeah. health? But who who knows? Thinking but you know she what? Can get away with Shame it. on her. And you know what? I I would like to happen to her, and what should happen to her? She should be actually charged for two murders. That's what I think. Attempted murder. To her. No. Murder. Murder. Okay. Because how did you know what? What if this guy, this hitman, really whacked these two people? That's straight up murder. I mean, she she did nothing to try to stop them. Um, you know, in fact, she got a text message saying, "Yes, you know, we went through, and they they, you know, they showed a picture of the guy laying there, and so on and so forth." And she was thrilled. Okay, so yeah, I think if if I were the law, I'd, I'd say, "What? You know what? You're going to prison. You're being charged for two murders." Yeah. What do you say, Frank? Yeah. She'll wind up going to prison, but 
you can't get it for murder because right, no one died. Well, exactly. that's what so I'm saying. So you can get attempted. You can get a lot. You can get yeah. attempted this, attempted that, conspiracy to this. You can stack up a lot of things. Right. But it is not murder. No, no, I get that. Yeah. I say I would if I were if I had okay, my if you way. Were the judge. Yeah. If I were the judge. Man, you know, this is well, there's always judge, the Judge Roy Bean way of doing it. <laughs> What's Roy Bean? Huh? Roy Bean, enlighten Roy, me. Judge Roy Bean was an old Western judge. Yeah. He was really just a, 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 a bum who took over his like, dead town. Yeah. And he was the hanging judge. Okay. He, he tried you. He, he had you killed. If, he, if there was a gunfight, then he fined you. Uh, he fined your dead body for whatever else. <laughs> and, you know, he took your money. He was what it was. There you go. But, Roy Bean. But anyway, so... Yeah, it's not, it's not murder. It, no, no, I know it's not murder. I'm just saying, if I had my Pat, way, be a judge, if I had my way, you know, I'd <laughs> say, you know what, you you, 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 try to go get through with it. You're going down. That's for sure. That that yeah. would. But be the my good thing. news is, is that yes, they fired her immediately. Get Ooh. her gun and badge. Yeah. I mm-hmm, mean, mm-hmm. if she has a backup, that's another story. But get her gun and badge. Worry yeah. about it that she wasn't proven to be guilty of anything later. That's right, and that's Frank's chirp. All oh, right, yeah. with that, that was our local topic. So, Ian, right. you want anything you have to, to add on here? Uh, Game of Thrones ended on Sunday, yeah, and I know I a lot of people that. are disappointed, and so <laughs> am I. You know, eight years, Pat. And, well, Kazi, uh, you're an actor, so what do you say oh, about yes, that? Oh, yes, please, what's your, what's your chirp, chirp on that? I don't watch it. You don't watch? I've never seen one episode. Me either. Really? Neither have I. Well, and there's a a lot of us out there who have not watched a single episode. All right, so I don't feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bates Motel. Is that good? That's great. That's great. I'll check that out. Oh, yeah, from Psycho. Uh, Hell yeah, man. It's a great show. All right, so I got something to replace the hole in my heart from the (laughs) bullshit that went down. (laughs) I heard it. Disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I need some fucking serum here. I love it. All right, folks. That was our round of uh, that was our our round of local topics. So now I think it's about that time to liven up the show and give New Yorkers the voice that they deserve. What do you say, Ian Bamberger? Chirp. Yeah, baby. All right, Jay, give us some of that too, folks. These comments you're about to hear are real comments from real New Yorkers. Your mamas, your brothers, your sex partners. Your Kazis, your Ian Bambergers. <laughs> With that Ian Bamberger, kick about, kid, chirp about it. Kick it off, baby. All right, Let's so go. this is uh, first chirp of the week, and, well, it feels good to chirp here. Sheila from the Bronx. Sheila has to say this. My sister's train conductor was doing some philosophizing. Great, great spelling, <laughs> Sheila. It is not my intuition to leave anyone on the subway platform, but at some point the doors must close. That is deep. Even... <laughs> Even if it's in your face. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the, well, what is the Hashtag point? Hashtag enlightened. The doors must close. I love it. That is deep. <laughs> Sheila, you know what's up. Sheila, I love that chirp. Oh, my God. What yeah. a genius chirp, huh? Yeah. Also, folks, if you'd like to call in live with your chirp on the show right now, call 646-690-2976. 646-690-2976. Call in to chirp about it. All right, Kazi, what do you have to chirp about, my right. friend? I got, oh. I got John from Murray Hill. Five hours in NYC since breakfast. I've talked to a chick from Australia, two nice. dudes from Ireland. Uh, no, it looks like a Normandic photographer for National Geographic. Maybe Norwegian. Uh, or oh, is that maybe? I, I'm not really sure. From uh, from National Geographic, a Mexican bartender Ooh. and two cooks going to work. <coughs> Hashtag diverse city. 
Hashtag I love New York. Oh, you yeah. better believe that's a great trip. You know, you get it all in NYC, huh? Yeah. Diversity yeah. it is. Diversity yeah. it is. It's one of the and good reasons to live here. Isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. an amazing city. 100%. Oh, my God. I love that show. Who's the Sherpa, by the way? Uh, uh, John from Murray Hill. All right, John. Keep them coming. We love them. Go on to my website, chirpaboutit.com. Keep those chirps coming. We love them. With that, Mr. Ian Bamberger, what are you chirping Ooh. about tonight? So, uh, you know, I don't smoke weed all the time, but I can relate to this. <laughs> Austin, Upper East Side, says this. Only in New York City will you see a grown-ass man rolling a blunt on the subway subway platform before he hops on the train. Hashtag only in New York, hashtag six train. I have a story here, but it's not. It's kind of like New York. So you have the C Street Ferry, which stops at 34th Street and Pier 11. Yeah. And I was in the bathroom one day, and there was just this fat blunt in the ground. And I took it. <laughs> and I smoked it. Right on and the it, train? No, 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 not on the ferry. But I took it home and I smoked it later. I'm not condoning drugs, Pat, but I'm just saying I found it. So people roll blunts in New York City. One day it will be <laughs> yeah, completely legal. Not on the tra- on the train. You know, I actually saw a guy two weeks yeah. ago. I swear to God, he was on the platform, and everyone's looking up like, "What's that?" Some really enjoyed it. They're like, Ooh, "Smells good." That's smells good. And yeah, yeah. it was some strong ass weed, man. Yeah. I had to move away because it was just like my nose started you to sauce. Get a it was sauce. My nose was saucing from the, the side. I was like, ah. and I'm just like, whoa! And this guy was standing on the platform. I swear to God, it was about 9 p.m. Okay, and he was just going at it with the blunt. Is that crazy or what? You smell it all the Expected. time. Now. Yeah, but on the yeah, platform. Yeah. Expected. Yeah. All right. I've yeah, seen man. some stuff on you, train platforms. <laughs> Same. This is crazy yeah. shit, man. This is New York City. That's why we love it, huh? Yeah. G train. G train at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. You'll see some shit. <laughs> you will. G train. We gotta get yeah. some cameras on the D train at, at three in the morning. Oh, I love it. All right, Cosby. What are you jumping about tonight? All right, I got Fran from Queens, and she says De Blasio's running for president. Yep. But he can't even run the world's greatest city, in parentheses, NYC. All right. Well, there we go. I love that. And what do you say about that? homelessness, hashtag shadiness. Okay. He is shady. Homelessness. Sounds like she's not too happy with that. Yeah, but how do you solve homelessness, man? Like, that's a tough one. With shadiness. With shadiness. Of course. (laughs) Literally, shadiness. Just put up umbrellas. Well, speaking about that, you know, I had two gentlemen on uh, Les Fisher uh, two weeks ago on my Saturday show who came on. You know, there's this uh, big controversy about the <laughs> Parks of War Hotel, which is uh, which the mayor wants to uh, to have go up uh, right uh, in the smack of Billionaire's Row on, on 58th Street. Mm. Uh, they feel that he's being shaded. He, they feel that it, there's some under uh, some underhandedness going on with this whole Wait, entire you mean situation. Like- Deals, shady yeah. deals. Yeah, yeah. That we wouldn't. Well, know there's about. no. Well, they're saying no, that there's never no happens. reason. <laughs> no way. No. no. What? Wait. Something. No. No. Not well, yours. Also, this building is a fire hazard, from what I understand. So they can't understand why is he pushing for, you know, have these homeless men oh. in this particular building when they can go up the block where there's empty uh, buildings up the block. I thought you meant this building. I'm like, no, no, not the, this. What one. are we doing? We're here? talking about on 58th oh, Street, yeah, the Parks of Royal Hotel. There's a whole thing going on about it, so uh, that story continues. Speaking of fire hazard, Trump didn't he not put sprinklers in his own goddamn building? I remember something about something that. like yeah, that, right? Yeah, There's a fire yeah, in his yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do one more round of chirps, and then we'll take a break by Mr. Ian Hamburger and come back and speak with Mr. Kazi. Yeah, who's up for uh, chirp? Uh, right here, man. All right, let's do it. Catherine, that's the name of my wife. Hey, Catherine. Catherine from Midwood. Uh, she has to say this. Watching a woman put makeup on while riding the subway and realizing 
it's got to be a special talent or skill she could put on their resume. Okay. Uh, you know, that's true, right? I guess. I mean, I don't wear a lot of makeup. But well, I'm, I'm no female, so I, I, I couldn't tell you. But I, I'm, well, sure, I'm, I'm side, pretty yeah, sure it can be a, a task. Yeah. You know? uh, all right. well, on the subway, it's a talent. I it's guess. A talent. Talent. Depends what line, how bouncy the line is, man. You don't want to like miss your lipstick or something. <laughs> you smear lipstick yeah. all over your face, on your cheeks. I yeah. get it. All right, who's the chirper, by Catherine the way? Catherine from All right, Brooklyn. well, Catherine, thank you for that chirp. Keep them coming at chirpaboutit.com. All right, Kazi, let's do one more chirp cool. by you, and then we'll take a break. Yeah. So this is from Helen from Midtown. Helen's upset. Okay. There is a special place in hell for taxi drivers who want to go cross town through Times Square during rush hour in the summertime. Well, springtime. Hashtag New York moment. Oh, that yeah. is a New York moment. There was a special place. They're doing that on there, purpose. Yeah. They want to roll up that fare, man. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. She, she tweeted that in all caps for sure. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, what the hell, cab drivers? What the hell? That's what I should ask. What the hell are you going down that road for? See, so that's something with Uber and Lyft. Yeah. Like, as you have a set fare from the beginning, it's not going to, like, continue rolling up. Yeah. So, you know, for us as the consumer, that's a benefit. That's Sorry, a benefit, yeah. Taxi and drivers. I think for the taxi drivers, that's like, you know, you're taking, you're stealing business from us. Yeah, it's happening. Because of me. your freaking app. But hey, it is, yeah. what, you know, to Jay's point, you know, hey, join the party. That's basically it. All yeah. right, uh, do we have one more chirp or that's it? I've got one here. All right, I've let's do one, one last one. Oh, we do. All right. Oh, All yeah. right. Kazi wants to continue to chirp about it. Let's do it. Woo! This is Maria. Maria from the Bronx. You like that tongue roll? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, dude. Picking your nose while staring at the female who just boarded the train is not the way to show you're interested. Dude, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. You see people pick their nose. It's disgusting. Hashtag deal breaker. How about hashtag fucking creep? Disgusting man. God damn, get some hygiene, dude. His nose just itched. Oh, that's what it is. Got huh? itchy nose. Right. It's just like itchy nose. That's what, what it is. Usually when you see a good. Oh, right? Frank, you went there. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more chirp and then we'll take it down. <laughs> All right. So Rudy, Rudy from Brooklyn Heights says, why do people walk through doorways so darn slow? Is it really that difficult to think about your next move as you walk through a doorway? Mm, I totally agree with that. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't like that. I, I think probably nine times out of ten it's because someone's on the phone. Yes. Looking Straight down. Up. Yeah. Looking yeah. down. Like zombies. All right. Attention. You're right about that. All right. Who's the chirping, by the way? That's from Rudy in Brooklyn Heights. All right. Rudy in Brooklyn Heights. Thank you for uh, chirping about your New York moments. I love it. All right. Continue to do so on my website, through my website, chirpingaboutit.com. With that, we're going to take a break by Mr. Ian Bamberger and come back and speak with our very interesting guest. Yeah. Ian Bamberger. Take it away. All right. So uh, before we hit it, what's up, Kazi Toganis? Hey. Yeah, baby. Done. I got it. Uh We've got a show coming up this weekend. Check out my Instagram to find out the secret location. Uh, Dropping my EP August 8th. It's official. Yeah, baby. Playing a show at Pianos, main stage. It's going to be exciting. Lots of new music and shows in between, but that's the main game. Here's an unreleased song called Hey There Lonely. Ian Bamberger, folks. Chirp about it live. Yeah. Hey there, lonely, don't you know the wolves on the road? It's getting late and the bar will soon be closed. She says, I got no money, I just need to charge my phone. 
I'm on the run and I want to be left alone. And so the story goes. Love is like a loaded gun. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, damage done. Nothing's for free, and now you've learned. The past is ash, let it burn. Let it burn. You're gonna get your fix You know it's not safe around here When you're caught in the mix He says, I mean no harm I'll be gone with the morning sun I'm like you and I am on the run And so the story goes Love is like a loaded gun Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, damn it's done Nothing's for free and now you've learned The past is ash, let it burn Let it burn You know the wolves on the road It's getting late and this bar will soon be closed I say, I got no money, I just want to charge my phone I'm like you and I want to be left alone So the story goes Love is like a loaded gun Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, damn it's done Nothing's for free and now you've learned Past is ash, let it burn The past is ash, let it burn Oh yeah, folks, Ooh. Ian Bamberger, Ian Bamberger. An original. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi folks, this is Ed Lemo. Who is Ed Lemo and why should I listen? Ed Lemo is an attorney that is unique in that he gives consumers good, solid information about the law that will help protect them against irresponsible drivers, landowners, and doctors and hospitals who are negligent and cause you harm. Ed Lemo has been representing individuals against insurance companies since 1984. Ed Lemo limits his practice to accident, injury, and medical malpractice claims. You can find out more about me at my website at www.lemolaw.com. That's www.lemolaw.com. Or you can reach me at 646 
522-9082. So if you're injured in an accident or a victim of malpractice and you need a trial attorney who has experience in the courtroom and gets results, call Ed Lemo at 646-522-9082 or you can reach me at edwardlemo at yahoo.com or you can go to my website for further information, www.lemolaw.com. You'll be glad you did. Thank you. All right, Edward Lemo, personal injury Ooh, attorney. Yeah. Great one. So please check him out through his website, lemolaw.com. Edward Lemo. Also, we're brought to you by Chirpin Chicken. So please go on to their uh, website, chirpinchickens.com. Download their app for a 5% discount. Just mention the show, Chirp About It Live. We're also brought to you by Accordia Shipping. For all of your shipping needs, please go on to accordiashipping.com. Download their app. Just mention the show. Chirp about it live for a huge discount as well. All right? They ship anywhere from a pencil to containers to cars to uh, you name Dead it. bodies. Uh, to dead bodies. Just kidding. Which, well, they actually, uh, coffins, yes. So oh, really? They do, yes. So oh. uh, Accordia Shipping, oh. all right? There we have Color it. me stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, Ian. Okay. Of course not. Well, by the way, Ian Bamberger, great, uh, great song. Oh, new tune. Yeah, appreciate it. Oh, my God. That's Talented great dude. Tune, huh? Thank you. Isn't yeah. he? Thank you. Yeah, He's good. just so smooth, man. I tell you. We're lucky to have Ian Bamberg oh, on the man. show with us. Smooth. No question about kiss, it. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, <laughs> kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, <laughs> man. Kiss, yeah. kiss, bang, bang. I it's like good movie. That. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of movies, all right. We yeah, have dude. a very uh, interesting uh, uh, actor in the Togenous. house. All right. Uh, Kazi Toganis. Welcome to Chirp About It Live, my friend. How yeah, well, are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you're having a good time so far. Course, ah, yeah, yeah well, I heard you chirping about it, so there, yeah, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're having a good time, no question. All right, Mr. Toganis, now you're uh, you're an actor, you're a film uh, maker as well. In fact, you're wearing one of your t shirts for one of your new films Seems called Standing in. Eight, yes. All right, well, why don't we just get right into it? Let's discuss Standing Eight. Is that a reference to a fight, right? Eight count. Or is it mm-hmm. 10 count? Yeah, oh, yeah, eight count. He's, yeah. Uh, cool. Boxer and knocked this, out on uh, your feet. Yeah, yeah. Your, 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 your character's dusty. Yes. All right, yes. let's talk about yes. your, your, your film here. So uh, just to give you a little background, uh, Standing Eight is a an award-winning short film yeah. uh, about a professional boxer who's forced to retire after being diagnosed with lupus. And it's really about his journey uh, post-fight. Like, what what is he going to do with his life now that he can't do the thing that he loves? Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's mostly focused on the, the psychological aspect of of the effect of of lupus because he's very early in his diagnosis he hasn't ex- hasn't experienced a, 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 a ton of symptoms other than like fatigue and 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 rash and uh joint pain so uh it's it's really about him trying to contend with life outside of the ring so i i wrote the film uh a, a while ago a couple mm-hmm. of a few years ago um and it was a process uh we raised the funds through Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, which is a crowdfunding platform. Yeah. I don't know if your litner, li- listeners know what that is, but uh, people can basically donate to donate. see your project come yeah. to life. Yeah. Uh, we actually had two separate Kickstarter campaigns, one for production and one for post-production. And then we, we after we shot the movie, uh, it was about a year of, of post-production to completely finish it. And then we went into uh, a festival run and i'd say we had a very successful festival run um out of 60 festival submissions we got into 29 Whoa, festivals. man that's wow. almost a yeah. half amazing yeah, yeah it's pretty unheard of um Holy shit. and uh out of the 29 that we actually got into 
we were nominated for 23 different awards and of the 23 different awards we took home uh 11 festival awards and wow. four honorable mentions love so. that hand, hand clap for you huh <laughs> That's success my friend yeah, yeah. Thank, you. yeah. thank you yeah yeah so i was i was very i was you know it was one of those things where um as an actor sometimes you just feel you want to do something more than just act and mm-hmm. my mother has lupus and the the story was kind of born out of the the idea of I wanting to, I wanted me wanting to do something that was socially conscious Correct, that was yeah. close to home, and then including my my background as an amateur boxer, which I was uh, I fought out of the Golden Gloves in Pennsylvania for oh wow for a while. So like you could 13. throw hands. I, well, <laughs> I oh, wouldn't yeah. mess with him. No, I would not either. Yeah, there's levels to this. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd like 13 amateur fights and. It just came to the point where I really, I just wanted to tell a story that carried some weight and some meaning. And, um, you know, it was funny when I was writing the draft, I would check in with my mom to Mm -hmm. kind of say, hey, you know, when you were in the office, the doctor's office, what did, you know, how did you feel? How did you feel, yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a moment like, do you ever, I I remember a specific question, um, do you ever feel like after, because fatigue is a, is a big sign of of, of lupus it's of a lupus. big yeah it's like pretty much universal that everyone who suffers from lupus at some point in time feels chronic fatigue okay um and actually i'll just give your listeners an, an understanding of what lupus is lupus is an autoimmune disease wherein the body's immune system mm-hmm. attacks healthy organs and tissues Got it. and it can absolutely be fatal um if it goes after you know brain function heart function lung function you know uh if you and, don't and catch it, yeah, soon yeah, and 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 the, and the truth is, flares. Even if you catch them, if if it flares, it, it's still life threatening. Mm. Um, it can be. Uh, you know, there's there haven't been any major medical strides. Ninety percent of the people that are affected from lupus are women, and the majority of wow. the women are are minority women. Ten uh, percent of lupus patients are men. Uh, right now, they estimate about 1.5 million in the United States alone have lupus. I would suspect personally that there are actually more because they refer to lupus as the great imitator. Um, a lot of the symptoms mm. could be attributed to other things. So I think there's there's definitely um, uh, a chance that people are often misdiagnosed. Uh, so that 1.5 in the in in the United States alone is probably, I would say significantly higher Mm -hmm. but um there's there have been some really great strides that have occurred uh this year alone as far as the funding um the uh the house appropriations committee um approved double the funding uh for research which was incredible and then the department of defense did the same uh we found out recently and i was with the lupus foundation when we went down to the hill and um advocated on behalf of you know, people with lupus yeah. and, and met with lawmakers. And it was uh, it was great to see that this, you know, a lot of the advocates that went had lupus, you know, people okay. suffering from the disease, speaking up for themselves speaking and actually themselves, getting yeah. something done. So this has all been because like all this involvement in me and awareness and whatnot has come from me deciding to create this film. Yeah. For my mom. Well, while you're at it. How, how is mom, by the way? She's good. She's nice. um, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Speaking of people not understanding the effects of lupus, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in my parents' lives and our family life, it's been a very um, individual journey. It's been a it's been a journey where my parents really haven't had any support 
to be honest. Uh, it's been my my father being my mom's yeah primary from, from caretaker. From my understanding, your mom suffered from lupus way, way before you were even born. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's many it, many years. Yeah, it it took a long time actually for my mom wow. to get diagnosed. Wow. Uh, they a really long time. My my father was uh, he had he he had the um, intuition to uh, before she was actually diagnosed to decide to put all of his career aspirations mm. of becoming a professor, you know, getting his PhD on hold decide. and take a job with the state of Illinois to make sure that she could get insured because if she had been diagnosed and they didn't have insurance, it would have been a problem. They would have problem. to come out of pocket. So mm. he did that and and anticipating that knowing there was something seriously wrong with my mom, but it took years for her to finally get Fuck. diagnosed. Even a pregnancy too, that's high a risk. tough woman. High risk, tough woman. Yeah. yeah, she was told not to uh, not to try. She miscarried once, and then um, and then uh, and then, you know, she was like, "I'm gonna have a baby." And yeah. she had you. Yeah. She yeah. had a star. <laughs> there we go. She had a star. Now you're yeah. originally from Chicago. Yes, yes. The Chicago. I grew up in Oak Park, which is famous for uh, Frank Lloyd Wright Holmes and the birthplace of Ernest Hemingway. Oh wow, I like that. Yeah. And before all of this acting thing, what were you doing before? Uh, that and that how did it all started before i mean i should say when did it all start before acting oh well um you know i grew up in oak park which is a great place to grow up I, it was a very diverse community and i felt like i would always tell my tell people like when my friends look like the un yeah you know because we were <laughs> you know it was it was a great way to grow up i had friends who were really wealthy i had friends who had to turn on their ovens with pliers so i got a really like well New York rounded, city basically. yeah i had a really yeah. well-rounded way of of of, of seeing the world and then I was actually uh, my sport of choice growing up was figure skating mm. Mm. Uh, and my decision to go to school uh, was kind of contingent on me being able to skate and study at the same yeah, time the and same the time. University of Delaware at that time you got a scholarship I, I like a little one but yeah. um, it, it was uh, the University of Delaware was one of the only places in the country that I could actually go to school full time and skate and because skate. the skate was on, the, the rink was uh, on campus oh wow so I pursued that, uh, pretty, you know, went for it. Uh, as I got heavier into the sport and as I got older, I just realized it was something I just no longer really wanted Wouldn't to be associated you? with. Okay. Um, as a lot of uh, activities in this world are, it's, it's, it's very political, and I just felt like I didn't really want to be putting my own money into something that I didn't really see a future in. Have you, you seen Itanya? I have seen Itanya, and I've seen I parents like Tanya's mother. Oh, she seems evil, man. I've seen them, and they're yeah. not fun. Yeah, like it's not. It's not really that of a stretch, which is uh, really unfortunate. Wow. Um, and I've got nothing but love. It really kept me out of trouble. Right. Skating kept me out of trouble. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Um, Skating got you know, kept me out of trouble. Hmm. Yeah, Very it did. Huh? And Skating and it taught me. It taught me time management and got me addicted to staying physically fit. Which is why when I walked away from skating, yeah, I pretty much within a year segued into boxing. Uh, I got and it you. was something that I had always wanted to do. So towards the end of my college career, I was already like, you know. Not really sure what was going to happen, and just through a friend of a friend, serendipity, things work out, and he's like, oh, I went to this boxing gym in West Grove, Pennsylvania, which is like 20 minutes from the University of Delaware, and I started uh, training at Left Jab Boxing Club with Cliff Johnson, um, who didn't know my name for like the first year that I was there, just called me Big Guy, (laughs) like, hey, Big Guy, get in the ring. That's cool, Um, man. And Big Guy showed him, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got knocked around a lot when I first started. I mean, that's like kind of, you know, it's like, you know, sewing 
getting your 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 wild oats so yeah. punches yeah. you know what i mean yeah. um you get thrown into the fire a little bit but but cliff was really good in kind of like slowly letting that happen you know he he wants you to build up your skill set so that you don't actually end up getting hurt really badly although i still broke my nose numerous times well, so okay. like, you know <laughs> I mean, I, I could smell wine pretty well. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, small. Yeah. Speaking of it's wine, yeah, that's hilarious. Sorry, you've, you're you're also in the uh, uh, restaurant business. That's right. That's you're right. Yeah, cool. yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. It's like I go off in one direction, and it's you got to reel me back in. Uh, I so well, you mentioned wine. Yeah. yeah well, I was um, sommelier. Whatever. When I was uh, when I graduated from college, um, I just I was really hell bent on not moving back in with my parents, and hmm. I was working as a personal trainer. I had Bally Total Fitness, and I also had a job overnights, working overnights at a local diner called the Corner Diner. And just like crazy chain of events, the uh, the owner ended up turning to me one day. He was exhausted. He was he was in his fifties, working these overnight shifts, splitting the day shift. His wife would work the days, and he would work nights. And he was just like exhausted. And he's like, uh, he was Russian. He's like, you you want to buy this place? No, yeah. like, I'm sure. twenty three. <laughs> like I don't have any money, <laughs> but we worked it out. Uh, he really wanted wow. out, and, and uh, we ended up working it out. And I, I worked really, really hard. Not one hundred percent knowing what I was doing. Actually, mm. luckily, I had. And this is at the age of twenty three. Yeah, I was twenty three. I was twenty three. I owned it from twenty three to twenty seven. Oh, and right. unfortunately, well, when well, my when my lease was up, my my landlord just didn't offer a deal that was going to. Uh, work out for me so i ended up having to walk away walk away um unfortunately uh but in that in that uh like the phoenix rising from the ashes that was yeah. kind of um that forced me to to make a decision you know go corporate take something safe or or go after what i really wanted to go after and before my credit was almost completely destroyed i ended up um taking out a loan to go back to school to the New York Film Academy. That's when you came here to New and York. And that's when I came to New Big York. Apple. January 3rd, 2009. How I, old were you when you did that? I was 27. 27? Yeah. It's that magical age, right? Where a lot of I'm 28, man. I'm 27. Weird things happen when you're 27. Yeah. 28, it's kind of, it starts, it's, you're still feeling the aftershocks of the weirdness or whatever. Uh, yeah. Still At least in my weird. Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how it worked for me. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and I it was one of those like like uh like boxing. I don't regret bo- I don't regret boxing. I don't I don't regret um you know, although the the restaurant was not financially successful, I I learned a lot of valuable lessons. Of course, yes, uh, yes. I learned um I mean, I just learned a lot about myself and then taking that to the next level going into acting uh and acting school acting after losing a diner and losing all my money acting mm. school is basically like therapy so it just mm-hmm. like it worked it out worked well out. it worked nice, out man. and uh, it did speaking of working out it did work out well for you and it still <laughs> is so you've actually uh started a uh a film with uh denzel washington a legend hollywood legend yeah denzel yeah. washington yeah uh, the film is the Equalizer uh, Two. Yes, Am I Equalizer right? Two. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about that now. That, so that must have been an experience for you. It's it, to 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 back up just a little bit. Sure. This was um the the Equalizer Two audition. I actually auditioned for two different roles in that film, um, and the first one that came in for me, my manager is like, "Hey, they got this audition for Denzel film," and I was like equalizer too and she's like yeah and i was like what mm. <laughs> so i laid it down and it was to play a turkish uh turkish character and i was really not i didn't really think i was going to get that you know i can I, I just basically channeled my chef from my diner who's like hey what you talk doom you know yeah. like the way he spoke <laughs> right. like i just channeled him and and uh 
did the lines and everything and I kind of just let it go and I ended up booking um, an episode of Sneaky Pete and there was a it was a it was a it was a really uh, emotional week because at that time my uh, my best friend's father passed away while I was mm. on my way to set for Sneaky Pete and okay. it was it was tough because he was in like his father was in Chicago and I'm on set and I'm like I need to get to Chicago to be with my friend but you're trying to just kind of like mentally get through everything yeah mm. trying to balance everything out in your head yeah. yeah so you know I booked the ticket while I'm on set to to go back to Chicago for the for the for the services um, and uh, I'm supposed to fly out Saturday I come back from Sneaky Pete on. Friday morning, mm-hmm. I think, or it's late Saturday or late Thursday. Friday, I get out. I was working a day job at the time. I was working at Cipriani as a waiter. Oh, Cipriani, um, okay. Their lunch shifts on 42nd Street there. Nice. And I get, um, I get an audition come in at 8 o'clock at night on a Friday while I'm supposed to fly out the next morning. And it's another role in Equalizer 2, Ooh. a much bigger role. And, it, and I was like, well, I better lay this down right now i better get this done right Mm -hmm. so i called my friend nadia who is a a trooper and i was like hey so i got another audition for equalizer 2 do you think you could help me do a self-tape for this and she was like yeah so i'm sitting there running lines like you know it's like 9 30 at night i'm just like looking at these pieces of paper and i'm just like laying it down laying it down like practicing practicing she gets there i still didn't know the lines because it was a lot so we just like taped the pieces of paper all over the room and laid them all down and it felt good like the ones the takes that we sent over i felt good but i was like what are the chances come on right um, like equalizer two come on yeah and i just let it go and i i flew back it was it was a really tough weekend my my you know seeing my friend like you know emotionally yeah it was was tough and i felt like i needed to stay in chicago and i was really upset that i had to come back to work because i had already taken off for sneaky pete i couldn't keep taking off from work yeah Yeah. so i don't think i was ever so resentful and resentful of having a day job except for those next like four days monday tuesday wednesday thursday i i was so like in this like negative headspace of not mm-hmm. wanting to be at the day job and i remember just just hating every moment that i was there and just because i was just resenting the fact i couldn't be with, with my your, best with friend best when he friend. needed me and i you know i couldn't afford to take off and they, and if i did take off they're probably gonna fire me so it was just like i was in this place right and i remember looking up at the ceiling at like one o'clock in the middle of the lunch rush thinking please god get me out of this job like please and you get the call three thirty. My manager calls. And you get the job. She says, hey, I got some good news. And I was like, oh, they're going to bring me back to Sneaky Pete? And she was like, well, you're going to be acting with Denzel Washington. Woohoo! Damn, man. <laughs> I just, I mean, honestly, I just, I got so emotional. I got so overcome with emotion. God, huh? Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, let's, let's be real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just, I just collapsed. In, in the place right then and there. Literally collapsed? Yeah, literally about, collapsed. Talk about like, an shit. emotional feeling. Yeah. I just can only imagine. Yeah. You were feeling one way you know, at one point, and then you get this Roller call. coaster week. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. That Ooh. emotional... Jeez. Roller coaster week. Emotional dump right there. It, yeah. was, it, was the, it was the craziest sensation. I was like, boom, boom. And I'm like... And they literally shit me out the next day. Like it was like I, I went. I had dinner with my manager. I didn't sleep the whole night because I was thinking I'm just a ploy to get a bigger actor in. Mm. But sure enough, uh, 
the travel coordinator calls me the next morning and at 10 o'clock I'm at the gym because I couldn't sleep so I'm just like I just started lifting and he goes hey can you be ready in 45 minutes and I was like okay but to fly yeah to fly wow. they're gonna they're gonna bring they're gonna send a car to pick you up and boom Beautiful. they sent a car and I was out there and and then of course it was just working with Antoine Fuqua you know um I, I mean, I've been a f- huge fan of his films from, you know, from Brooklyn's Finest, Tears of the Sun, yeah. Training Day. These are good films. Um, he's, he's made some really good films, uh, heart-wrenching. So just to have him, like, walk up on set and he's all calm. Yeah. I'm, like, inside, <laughs> like, ah, my God. You know, and he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, how you doing? How you welcome, doing? Welcome to set. Damn, man. <laughs> I, I have a question. How did you get a manager? What was your process with that? So it's funny, you know, I, um... I, I couldn't get anyone to rep me as an okay. actor. Because with a musician, you know, always yep. trying to find someone too. No one's interested. No yep. one's interested. Um, I ended up taking classes at the actor's green room, mm-hmm. knowing that, well, if no one wants to rep me, then I would do paid meet and greets and stuff and whatever, and no one, just no one was interested. I started um, really getting into these classes with casting directors. I figured at least... I'll meet them and I'll get better at auditioning. And I spent like a year taking those classes like Got it. At, and just getting in front of casting and, and laying down a scene and getting feedback. And I ended up uh, meeting uh, Kate Geller from Christie Street. And it was one of those serendipitous type of scenarios where I wasn't supposed to be in the class, but there was like an opening at the last second. They got me in and whatever. Yeah. And she ended up bringing me in for John Wick. Uh, to read for one of um, there was like a trio Alfie Allen and and uh, Toby Moore and um, Omar played these uh, those 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 guys that kill his dog right so I actually auditioned to play Toby Moore's part which was crazy because I, I didn't have any mainstream credits at that time right. yeah but uh, so I didn't get that role but I ended up getting a smaller role and in John Wick in John Wick. And I was on set for a couple of days, which is awesome. You know, my first big set to be on. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just, I guess Christy Street got really great feedback on me. Right. And they, they continually started bringing me in for what they had next season was they had a blacklist come up because they got the first season of blacklist. And they kept bringing yeah. me back trying to get me on blacklist. And still, no one's interested. No one's interested. No still. one's interested. So you got I this booked, on your own? I booked, I booked a Hollywood film on my own and nobody was interested. Like, Ain't what? That yeah, man. Like, what? And then a bitch. Uh, Blacklist, I ended up booking uh, two episodes of Blacklist in the first season, the last two. Little role, you know, it was, um, they actually brought me in through stunts because I, I was non-union at the time. Mm-hmm. And I en- ended up getting to work on the stunt team, but I got a bunch of screen time, which was cool. But still, no interest. I remember I met with, like, an agent, like, the day that I read. I'm like, yeah, I just did this, this thing. Uh, and yeah, they're, like, they're like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. I'm like, so what, I wasn't what, what, an extra. What, what, like, I'm like, a re- I'm like, what are you, you know? Right. Yeah. So I ended up doing um, a paid meet and greet because a buddy of mine I was doing a play with at the time, um, Yellow Stars, uh, he, he, he told me, he's like, you know, you should, you should meet my manager. And I was like, you got a rep? Like, yeah, I should. You know, mm-hmm, like thinking mm-hmm. like I should meet your yeah. manager, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't ask him to refer me because I didn't want to put him in some weird position in case she'd be like, why are you referring this mo- this guy? Who's this guy? Right? right. But I did. I saw that she had a paid meet and greet at, at um, they did these things called talent meet rep. They got they're They're no longer around. Um, and uh, 
I went in, I met with her, I cracked a joke at my buddy's expense. That probably more than one, you know, okay. just kind of like, ah, you work with this guy, yeah. ah, come on, you know. <laughs> and I did a monologue Smart. for her, and she she offered me a contract the next day. Beautiful. And wow, I've you... been working with her ever since, Nicole Estelle with Prestige Management. Look at that. You, um, you're just getting, you know, Nicole success Estelle. out of success. Hit me know? up, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's an actress, you know, she's an actress. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I, I knew always, though, that, that it's going to be like a you need you need to fight a war on multiple fronts as a That's as a creative right. as an actor you know um, you have to you got to play the game as far as auditions and do yeah. all that thing and navigate that universe but on this and on the other side of it mm. you need to develop your own stuff yeah right yeah. and I've I uh, before Standing Eight I had produced my own and wrote uh, like a short film called Salvation Road I produced a feature called Terminal Legacy. Uh, that I also acted in, and then I did a, a follow-up to Terminal Legacy that I actually directed myself Yourself? and had a little cameo in it where you don't even recognize me. But like I put myself in that, and I would like the the content development was always kind of like in the in the back of my mind, mm -hmm. like having to make something. So, you know, all everything kind of just fell into place at the right time. At the right time, yeah. yeah. Walking the red carpet for Equalizer, I wore a lupus pin, and the lupus pin nice. is what drew the attention drew of the attention of uh, the Lupus Foundation of America, and that's when they called me and said, we, we saw this trailer for this movie that you did. It looks really great. Uh, we'd like to promote it, which, which then led me back to um, revisiting the material for Standing 8 and doing a new cut. Uh, because our festival cut, we had to make the 20-minute mark right. to kind of keep us in most festival screening times. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have a new cut that we released, which outside of credits is about like 24 minutes. Uh, so we, had, you know, we made it a little longer. Um, so it's just, it's been this, it's, a, it's been, a, it's been like, you know, there's layers. It's like, of you course, get a little bit, like you come step in life. back, you, you keep going, like you were saying, you know, it's like forward, backward, forward, yep. backward, yep. forward, backward. And it's just like this slow climb, you know, cause it's been 10 years. I've been that, here for 10 that's years. That's success for you though. You know, it's the fact that you're not giving up. You haven't given up, uh, but you, you continue to climb, you know, you just stay in there and yep. you know, things will change. Things does happen. Good and words. You're, you're, uh, you're proven, you're proven, uh, you know, you're a proven example. No question about it. All right, uh, Jade. How many more minutes do we have? Two more. All right. Good. So, what's new? What's next for the uh, for the film? Uh, are you on? Uh, so we are right now. Uh, Standing Eight is available on Amazon and Vimeo. Beautiful. Beautiful. We will be expanding to iTunes and Google Play nice. next month. Uh, we're holding a screening at uh, in Hollywood at ArcLight uh, next week, next Thursday. Um, it's gonna, I'm excited. In Los to, Angeles. In Los Angeles. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then my plan is to your uh, agent told me so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my my uh, my plan from there is really uh, to take this lupus awareness concept to the next level. I need to get a feature film done. I we need it. to get a feature film done that deals with lupus as a plot device so that I can delve in uh, deeper into the effects of the disease, not only for the person who has it, but for the family yeah. and, um, you know, dealing with a lot of the same elements that I did with standing eight, because people tend the, 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 the idea of the fighter tends to, um, resonate with people. People love sports dramas. They love fight films. Yeah. They, they love it, Rocky. Yeah. Rocky's 43 years old and they're still making sequels. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the plan. All that's right. The good, plan. good. Well, you know, uh, Kazi, you know, time flies when we're having fun. You're so informative. Oh my God. I can, I can sit here and listen to you all night, all, all night long, huh? <laughs> all day long. So you're going <laughs> to come back on the show at some point when you come back from Los Angeles. First sure. of all, I'd like to thank you for coming on to uh, the show. 
You, you've been a tremendous guest, no question about it. And a little Thank co-host you. as well, huh? He's sort of like a co-host as well, Ian. What do you I say? feel the vibe. <laughs> I feel it. I, I feel it, it in folks. my bones. That was our yeah. episode of Chirp About It Live. Please tune in next uh, week, same time, same place, CityWallRadio.com. We had Kazi Toganus. You got you to get Toganus. Toganus. Kazi Toganus. I keep messing it up. Maybe I did that on purpose at the end. But yeah, thank you very much, Kazi, for coming on. Ian Bamberger, thank you, my brother. Amen. You're the man. Jay, uh, thank you very much. And, of course, my audience, thank you very much for tuning in. All right, also check us out on Saturday uh, on uh, AM 970, The Answer, 1.30, 2 p.m. We're out. Yeah. Are your body hair problems the usual suspects? Underarms, legs, bikini lines, chest, and back hair? It's time to do something about it. Bear Hair Laser Removal Specialist is the right call. Call them now for a free consultation at 646-462-3235. They're waiting on your call. Call. Set up an appointment at this nominated top provider in skin treatments. Located in Hell's Kitchen at 503 West 51st Street off 10th Avenue in New York City. And open seven days. They also do skin contouring and tightening, all skin colors, waxing, eyelash extensions, lifting, curls, and tinting. They also offer advanced facial treatments. Using the latest technology, Bear Hair Removal Specialist is the best. Call them today at 646-462-3235 or visit them online at bearbody.com. That's bear, B-A-I-R-E, body.com. You'll be glad you did. Mention Chirp About It Live and get up to 25% off most procedures. 646-462-3235 or bearbody.com. When it comes to providing guide dogs for people who are blind or visually impaired, one national organization is taking the lead. The Guide Dog Foundation breeds and trains Labradors and Golden Retrievers to help blind and visually impaired people increase their mobility and independence. The foundation provides transportation to its New York campus, the Guide Dog, a comprehensive training program, and a lifetime of aftercare services, all free of charge. The benefits to training with a guide dog at the Guide Dog Foundation in Smithtown, New York, are many. Among them are small class sizes for personalized attention, a long history of excellence in dog breeding, and a highly skilled professional training staff. The foundation offers a comfortable environment and diverse training areas from country walks to city subways. If you or someone you know could benefit from the foundation's free services, call 800-548-4337. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how, and we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids need to know the dangers and how to avoid them. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids, because when you talk, they hear you. For dinner? Sure. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! If anyone ever does, I want you to say, no, I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. I promise, Grandma. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Yo, what's going on? Y'all listening to Sky's Crescent Radio, and here's what's coming up. On the first Sunday of the month, we have the Poet Podcast with Dale Novella. On the second Sunday of the month, we have the Soul Tree Spotlight with Erlene Stevens. And we also have Keeping It Funky with Troy Weeks. 
On the third Sunday of the month, we have Boozy News with Supreme Bars. And on the fourth Sunday of the month, we have What's Really Good with Jeanette Berry and Clout Dealers with The Label Noir. And every Sunday at 7, we have Can We Not with Evan Combus. Peace. <laughs>